June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes, like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we've built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com trial. That is linkedin.com slash trial for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash trial and get started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is Sunday Morning. Tis the day before Christmas, the perfect time for stories of the season and the holiday. The stars play no small role in the story of Christmas. The three wise men looked to the heavens and saw a guiding light. We're still looking skyward, only now, as David Pogue will show us, with an invaluable celestial tool. It was a Christmas miracle. Liftoff. After 30 years of work, NASA launched the biggest, most powerful space telescope ever built. It literally went perfect. As close to perfect as one could have even imagined. Two years later, we're finding out if it was all worth it. Oh my gosh, the Webb telescope is doing better than it was supposed to. Our new amazing eye in the sky, coming up on Sunday morning. Christmas is also a season of mirth. Ben Mankiewicz talks about comedy and connection with best friends Rob Reiner and Albert Brooks. Wait a minute. Whoa. It's the comedy duo we've been waiting for. What has been the key to this friendship? We never borrowed money. From yeah. either. From yeah. either of us. No, we never did. Albert Brooks and Rob Reiner on a friendship 
since high school. Always looked up to him. Albert was always one of those right. people and, for me. And mine was Nixon. Rob Reiner! And why one says the other is the funniest guy in the world. Ahead on Sunday morning. Lee Cowan takes an inside look at a popular TV program about the life of Jesus and viewers who've embraced it with a passion. His care is for women, for the vulnerable. On this Christmas Eve, there's no shortage of shows depicting the life of Jesus. I'm Judas of Kiriot. The Chosen, however, hopes it's bringing something a little different. Those movies from the past that were told about Jesus, I think they lack a little bit of the emotional resonance that I'm going for. So let's eat! Why believers and non-believers alike are choosing The Chosen. Ahead on Sunday morning. From Luke Burbank, we have a postcard from Leavenworth, a town in Washington state which echoes the sights and spirit of Bavaria. Plus a story from Steve Hartman, humor from Jim Gaffigan, commentary from Father James Martin, and more on this Sunday morning for Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2023. We'll be back after this. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Once upon a time, three wise men looked to the heavens and saw a guiding star. Millennia have passed, but as David Pogue will show us, we're still looking skyward, aided by a wondrous tool. The story of Christmas features a miraculous astronomical sight. Yes, it was the star of Bethlehem which shone so brightly. But this Christmas, we're blessed with an abundance of new visions from the skies. Jupiter and its rings, 385 million miles away. The Carina Nebula, 7,500 light years away. The Phantom Galaxy, 32 million light years away. And the deepest regions of space, 13 billion light years away. 
These pictures come from the James Webb Space Telescope, which lifted off on Christmas Day two years ago. Lift off. James Webb begins a voyage back to the birth of the universe. In 1989, NASA began thinking about a successor to the Hubble telescope. The new machine would have massive gold-plated lenses that could detect infrared light, invisible to our eyes, but capable of passing through dust and gases from 100 times farther into the universe. The Webb would also be much bigger than the Hubble, three stories tall and 70 feet wide, too big to fit into any existing rocket. NASA's solution? Fold it up. How complex is this unfolding process? They have things that are called single point failures, right? This has to move this way and there's only one of them. And Webb has over 300 of those. The light goes from here to here to here. Scott Willoughby oversaw the Webb's construction at Northrop Grumman. We first met 10 days before the launch. 300 things that have to go exactly Correct. right. Correct, yeah. So now, on the second anniversary of the launch, we can finally ask... So how'd it go? It literally went perfect. As close to perfect as one could have even imagined. It just seems improbable given that moving parts are always hell. Yeah. People actually asked after, did you overblow how hard this was, right? And the truth was, practicing for everything as if it could go wrong was the best preparation for making it go right. It took almost seven months for the telescope to unfold, calibrate, and reach its orbit a million miles from Earth. And because infrared is a form of heat, it also had to get cold, minus 400 degrees. Even the sun's heat would blind the telescope to the faint infrared signals from space. So we have to block out any shred of that sun by deploying a big sun shield, a big umbrella effectively. There's only one star in the entire universe we'll never see, and it's ours. It's the sun. Finally, the science could begin. This is the flight control room. This is where we talk to the telescope. We're telling it, hi there, anything unexpected happen? Send us all the sweet, sweet data that you've been collecting over the last several hours. Jane Rigby is the Webb's chief scientist. She works at NASA's Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore. The elevator pitch for the Webb telescope was to get the baby pictures of the universe, right? We have delivered exactly what we promised on that topic. We've gone from basically ignorance about what that first billion years of the universe was like to having it in crisp, high definition. Another Webb mission, to examine distant planets, to see if any of them have atmospheres like ours, maybe to find one we could live on. But how can a telescope know what's in a distant planet's atmosphere? Turns out, when a planet passes in front of its star, the elements of its atmosphere, oxygen, nitrogen, whatever, block specific bands of light. And by analyzing how the rainbow changes when the planet is in front of the star, we can tell you what the atmosphere of that planet is like. The Webb has already studied the atmospheres of dozens of distant planets. It found carbon dioxide and methane on this one, which suggests that it has oceans. It's such a joy that this telescope is working so well because it was built really well by the engineers. But not all the web headlines have been triumphant. The one in June 2022 didn't sound good at all. 
Webb's been hit by a meteorite, <laughs> made a hole. Yes. What was that day like? Yeah, it was wonderful, you know, so. <laughs> we designed the mirrors to, to get hit by micrometeorites, you know, small particles, say grain of sand mm. or, or something like that. But I mean, you're truly talking about one small spot and something 22 feet across, mm -hmm. right? The impact of it was really irrelevant. It actually didn't impact science at all. But there were also some questions about the photos. Was NASA manipulating them? Colorizing them? That question actually comes up a lot. Is what Webb sees real? NASA image experts Joe DePasquale and Elisa Pagan can answer the questions about colorizing. They're the ones who do it. It's our job to be able to translate that light into something that our eyes can see. As it turns out, there's a lot of light that people can't see, like ultraviolet light, which bees can see, or infrared light, which pit vipers can see. Ultraviolet light travels in very short waves. Infrared waves are much longer. And that's what guides the colorizing process. We're taking the shortest wavelengths, applying the bluer color, the middle wavelength, that's the green, and then the longest wavelength gets assigned the red. This is what we think is the truest representation of what we could possibly see if okay. we could see an infrared light. If you're that viper that can see infrared. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. In just the first year of Webb observations, scientists published over 600 papers based on its discoveries. And according to Scott Willoughby, the telescope has one more little gift for us this Christmas. When we launched, we never had to correct our own rocket engines. We saved all of that fuel and effectively on day one, doubled the launch of the mission from 10 years to 20. Wait a minute. So you, you, told, you told Congress that this thing would run for 10 years. <laughs> That's right. And now you're saying we get another 10 That's for right. free? We used zero contingency fuel and that leads to 10 more years of operations. So for at least 20 years, scientists around the world will keep peeling back the mysteries of the universe. And the web will keep sending back pictures that amaze and amuse us. From the optical quirk known as the question mark, to the galaxy cluster that NASA calls the Christmas tree, and beyond. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything, from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million. Atlassian Software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Steve Hartman has the story of a man with the weight of the world on his shoulders and a neighbor who's eased his burden. 
on Detroit's west side, we found a story on a second story. It's a duplex. Yeah. Downstairs renter Colin McConnell says the new neighbors above have been disrupting his peace below. I thought it was the Detroit Lions practicing up there some nights, you know. In actuality, it was three peewees, running backs, and fourths across the hardwood. The kids belonged to 33-year-old Don Wilson. And for months, Colin knew nothing of Don beyond what he could hear through the floorboards. But when they finally met, Colin says he picked up a whisper of something much more. You could just tell something was weighing on him. So that's when I kind of was like, you good? And, that's, and he just kind of was like, uh, not really. Turns out, Don had just lost the love of his life and mother of his children. Lakenya had a stroke and died this past summer. She was 39. Just not having that person here, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I can't be like her. <laughs> Juggling the kids and a full-time job with virtually no savings was overwhelming. After Colin heard that, the noise from above became the least of his worries. He posted a video on social media asking for anything to help this guy. And within hours, the boxes started showing up on his doorstep. This is all for you, bro. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was everything Don would need for Christmas and beyond. But he says the best gift was that it all came from strangers. That was the best feeling because it was random people that you don't expect that surprise joy. It was just it's amazing. I never felt it before. Very soon. People around the world will be listening for sleigh bells. But in this tiny duplex, this man will be listening happily for the pounding feet of children enchanted and know that Christmas has come. Let's talk about my mochi ice cream. Why? Because friends do not let friends miss out on something this good. My Mochi is premium ice cream wrapped in sweet soft dough, and the flavors are amazing. Like My Mochi double chocolate with rich chocolatey bits, it's a chocolate lover's dream. Or don't get me started on My Mochi strawberry ice cream. It's cool, creamy, and bursting with natural berry flavor. And the sweet, luscious flavor of My Mochi mango will send your taste buds straight to the tropics. My Mochi is gluten-free, perfectly portioned, and only around 90 calories per piece. Taste the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream today. Find My Mochi at Walmart or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. But with parties and presents and any number of festive distractions, we're often reminded not to overlook the real meaning of Christmas. It's a story more and more viewers are following in a popular TV series about the life of Jesus. Lee Cowan takes a closer look. So this is Jerusalem. 
We are in Jerusalem, and now we're going to Capernaum. (laughs) (laughs) To be guided down these narrow streets. This is all built from from scratch. It's to feel as if you're walking through the Bible itself. It looks so real. So Simon Peter's house right there, and Matthew's tax booth down there. But this isn't the Holy Land. That isn't the Sea of Galilee. And the man showing us around is no archaeologist. Action! His care is for women, for the vulnerable. This is a production set in the heart of Texas. Comes in here. For writer and director Dallas Jenkins, the man behind the wildly popular faith-based series, The Chosen. There will come a time when this will become far more difficult. When persecution is an ever-present part of your ministry. When that time comes, you will follow in my footsteps. In an era when studies show Americans are getting less and less religious, yes, you, James and John, come, follow me. The Chosen has found more than just a niche audience. Go, no. Says Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus. We even got a letter from somebody from the Church of Satan that was like, you know, I don't. I don't believe all this stuff necessarily, but you guys tell a really good story. Like, and really? I'm like, if that guy is taking the time to write, <laughs> like, what's going on in his world? While exact numbers are hard to pin down, producers claim more than 200 million people have watched the first three seasons. That's Game of Thrones kind of numbers. The different ideas that people have in their head of who Jesus was is fascinating and, and fraught. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm walking through, I wouldn't say I'm trying to avoid landmines, I'm walking through landmines every day. What makes The Chosen different? You look troubled. I am. Are the backstories that Jenkins has created for some of the gospel's most well-known characters. I'm Judas of Kiriot. And we're gonna take them down from stained glass windows. We're gonna take them down from statues. And we're gonna remind ourselves that these people had the same questions, struggles, and doubts that we have. I heard you. The tax collector Matthew, for example, he's portrayed as living with mild autism. I never understood why I was so different from everyone else. I can't face him. Mary Magdalene is suffering PTSD and struggling with alcohol. He already fixed me once. Why didn't you tell me? Because Simon is married. What did I do wrong? You didn't do anything. And isn't above the arguments that all couples have. You came home from being gone and you didn't even ask how I was. And then there's Jesus himself. One of the rooms is haunted by my dead grandmother. Oh, I'll take that one. Who, it turns out, has a pretty divine sense of humor. You wanted to use the power of God to bring down fire to burn these people up? Well, it sounds a lot worse when you say it that way. (laughs) I think showing those sides of Jesus while you don't see them often doesn't make them wrong. For all its popularity now, The Chosen was not something studios were jumping to make, especially with Jenkins. You really thought about quitting? Oh, for sure. His previous film had landed with a thud. Nobody wanted to back him on another project. I imagine that 
uh, God tends to use the broken and tends to use the humbled. And um, I wasn't a humble person until that day. Hi, I'm Dallas Jenkins, director. He turned to crowdsourcing so to raise money. It really means a lot. A long now, shot. So we're going to make a television show for you about the greatest story ever told. But boy, did it pay off. More than $10 million poured in. That's a record for a crowdfunded media project. I thought, okay, this is bigger than me. Meanwhile, Jonathan Rumi was in a wilderness of his own. It got pretty brutal. Acting wasn't really panning out in Los Angeles. In fact, it wasn't panning out at all. The devout Catholic, he says he prayed and asked why. Where did I go wrong? Like, what happened? I said, if there's something else I'm supposed to be doing, and somehow I missed it, then you got to tell me. The answer, he says, arrived in his mailbox the very same day. Money for work that he'd long forgotten. And at the end of that, I had like $1,100. And three months later, I got a call from Dallas. He's asking me to show up for the show. Were they miracles? Both Jenkins and Rumi say that's up to you to decide. What does seem clear is the show is apparently offering something that a lot of people were looking for. We're loving the stuff. It's awesome. This was a fan convention in Dallas this past October. It was sort of like Comic-Con, except instead of superhero costumes, it was Bible chic. When Rumi arrived, as you might expect, that was a little like the second coming. Look how many people we get to we get to meet and hang out with. And... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Security had to usher him away. It's humbling, man. You know, I'm I'm a dude that shows up and reads lines and and says them to another person who's saying lines that they memorized. And I don't know that I've met anybody that actually was disconnected enough to think that I'm actually Jesus. Just in case it wasn't clear, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> not Jesus incarnated, it's not a thing. So, give them something to eat. We're out of food. They're out of food. Near the end of season three, the show faced a quandary. How to show the magnitude of Jesus feeding the multitudes without breaking the bank. So thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy Extras would have cost a fortune, but what about the show's fans who had so generously donated to get The Chosen made in the first place? Saw this opportunity and we jumped on it. They thought they'd get a few hundred volunteers. They ended up with thousands. When my wife and I were, were, were pulling onto the set at 5.30 in the morning, we started crying, seeing, <laughs> I can get emotional thinking about it because I'm seeing Couple thousand people already on set. But you clearly need actual food now. So let's eat. As the story goes, five loaves and two fish fed 5,000. Dallas Jenkins sees his job as just providing the bread and the fish. How or even if his audience feels full, he says, isn't up to him. And when I'm writing at the computer, when I'm on set directing, I'm not thinking, oh, I hope the show converts people. Uh, that's, that's not the responsibility of a TV show. Ultimately, what happens as a result of the show is between them and God. For 149 years, ADT has made the security of their customers a top priority. 
so you can have peace of mind that your home is protected. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products to help keep your home safe and smart. You'll be able to check in on your home and manage your security system from virtually anywhere. Plus, with Nest Cams and the Nest Doorbell, you can get intelligent alerts, so you'll always receive notifications on what matters most. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google Nest Cam and Nest Doorbell are trademarks of Google LLC. ADT. Brilliantly safe. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Luke Burbank has sent us a postcard from Bavaria by way of a small town in Washington State. It's a Wednesday morning in tiny Leavenworth, Washington, which means it's also time for the most Bavarian alarm clock you've ever heard. Nestled amidst the Cascade Mountains, Leavenworth regularly shows up on lists of the top Christmas destinations in America. And 10-year-old Reed Baker agrees. I like the town and how it's like just so wintry and I love Christmas, so it's my favorite time of the year. Would you take this at Christmas time over Disneyland? Yes, definitely. And it's not just at Christmas. In fact, the town's Bavarian theme brings tourists all year round. Last year, over three million people visited Leavenworth, and many of them stopped by Kevin Rieke's store right on Front Street. They're called Lodens. They're 100% wool hats imported from Germany. And uh, let's so have you try one on. Try that Rieke's one on. dad started the family business 50 years ago, originally making wood toys. So it's kind of sawdusty, and, and he made two of everything. So if he sold a toy boat, he'd just run to the back and craft a new one right then and there. So by day he's selling toys and by night he's literally making the toys. Uh, yep, that's the first year, that's kind of how it went. That's uh, like very strong Santa Claus <laughs> vibrations. The total complete Bavarianness of Leavenworth is really something to behold. And it's no accident. The town has building codes as strict as any you'll find in the US. Any new construction, any remodel project, any signage change, has to conform to our Bavarian, our old world Bavarian code. And it's governed by a board that's appointed by the mayor that's there to enforce or to interpret the code. But here's the plot twist when it comes to Leavenworth. 
Under all this alpine winter wonderland stuff sits a row of humble brick buildings, the remnants of a town that came very close to dying. The buildings themselves, many were boarded up. Some had, you know, the windows broken out of them. I mean, just what you would expect for a town that every other business is closed and just didn't have much going on. Ann Peavy grew up on an orchard just outside of town. Here These days, the she volunteers with the Greater Leavenworth Museum, which tells the story of a boom town fueled by timber and the railroad that eventually had all but busted. So then the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s, you know, They've said that the people that, that stayed in Leavenworth were the people that couldn't afford to leave or they had their livelihood that was gleaned by something other than lumber and the railroads. Then two strangers showed up with a big idea. Bob Rogers and Ted Price were partners in both business and life who decided to take a chance on Leavenworth. <laughs> Bob had been stationed in Bavaria during World War II and had fallen in love with the architecture. The Squirrel Tree Motel the men had purchased together soon became the Squirrel Tree Chalet, with waitresses dressed in dirndls and even the occasional visit from a local bear. Business boomed. Somehow they were able to convince just enough of the business owners in Leavenworth to embrace the idea of betting everything they had on a complete makeover, which is where Robert Johnson and his dad came in. One of the techniques of making old wood, or make it look old, was we'd take a, a torch and burn the, the surface of it, and then somebody would have to take a wire brush and brush off all the light grain so that it would look like it was weathered. And I was the one that always got to brush all the charcoal <laughs> off of <laughs> I was, I was just, you know, at day after day brushing, and that was for the first storefronts. Johnson has come a long way from those tedious tasks. These days, his family owns not one, but two hotels in town. One of the largest, the Enzian, and one of the newest and hottest ones, the Post Hotel, run by his daughter, Robin John, and her husband. We started going into the Alps, and what we found were these unique wellness hotels over there where people were in the lobby in their bathrobes and we just thought wow this is really different than what we have over here in the states as far as what we've seen. The hotel is pretty much sold out for months. In fact it's so popular that people tend to think their website is broken but it's not. It's just another sign that this fake Bavarian village which was nearly trapped by its past has a very bright future. Well, that's why we're Miracle Town, because it it, it's a small miracle that this confluence of factors came together and the community became successful. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way, using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic, except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. 
Bite Clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Movie theaters expect to be very busy indeed this week between Christmas and New Year's. Fun for the whole family. Just ask our Jim Gaffigan. Parenting is a series of sacrifices, financial, physical, and emotional. Do you know how many horrible kids' movies I've seen in the theater? Way too many. I voluntarily driven to the theater, bought multiple tickets, and sat through absolute garbage, objectively bad movies. I didn't need to read a review. I didn't need to watch a trailer. I knew. Nobody asked themselves, I wonder if the Smurfs is any good. It's not. They tried to warn us by calling it the Smurfs. I have five children. That means I've been sitting through horrible kids' movies for 15 years, a decade and a half of torture. The hardest part? The self-censorship. After suffering through a movie like My Pretty Pony, any sentient being would need to turn to someone and say, well, that was painful. But you can't say that to an eight-year-old, so you just smile and go, hey, what'd you think? Yeah, I hope they make another one too. I understand not all dads would make this sacrifice. My father would never have sat through a horrible kid's movie. On the rare occasion my dad would take us to a movie, he'd never ask us what movie we wanted to see. We were just happy we were going to see a movie. We didn't know what movie we were going to watch. He didn't know what movie we were going to watch. It was understood when we got to the theater, he'd pick one, buy tickets, and we'd walk in immediately. Didn't matter when the movie started, that was the beginning of the movie for us. Often we'd sit down and watch the last half of the movie. Then the lights would go on, the audience would get up and leave, but we'd just sit there trying to figure out the plot line. We might ask each other, how do you think the movie starts? Eventually a new audience would come in, the movie would restart, we'd watch up till the point we came in, then my dad would just stand up and leave. We'd follow him out. That's how we saw movies growing up, which might explain why I find horrible kids' movies so annoying and linear. Where am I? Is this heaven? No, it isn't heaven. Is it hell? No, it isn't hell either. Actually, there is no hell. Although I hear Los Angeles is getting pretty close. <laughs> it's a Sunday morning for Christmas Eve, and here again is Jane Pauley. That's comedian and actor Albert Brooks, who knows a thing or two about making people laugh. Just ask his pal, Rob Reiner. They're in conversation with our Ben Mankiewicz. Remember, uh, sooner or later, everything in Beverly Hills gets a facelift. This is where we met, but of course, there's nothing left of it, just like our friendship. Yeah. Even your old high school. We sat on that bench. We did. Rob Reiner and Albert Brooks met here at Beverly Hills High 60 years ago in a drama class. This is the first time both of us have been back since right. we graduated. I, over a certain age, it's against the law. <laughs> Only for you, though. Well, life works best when you remember. You remember, nobody bothers you, that's the way it was, I looked great. When you have to confront the actual people you were <laughs> with, 
oh my God, who are you? <laughs> You're my grandmother. No, you were in love with me. <laughs> oh my God, oh my yeah. God. But you liked older women, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It brings back Nothing. no memory. Nothing. No memory. They haven't been back, but they've remained close friends for six decades. As Reiner went from playing Meathead in Norman Lear's All in the Family, to a career as a top-tier movie director. This is Spinal Tap, A Few Good Men, Misery, When Harry Met Sally. Yes! 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 Oh! I'll have what she's having. That memorable line came courtesy of Estelle Reiner, Rob's mother. Rob's father, legendary comedian and writer Carl Reiner, knew funny as well as anyone. And during an appearance on The Tonight Show in 1963, singled out his teenage son's teenaged friend. He says, the funniest person I know is a 16-year-old kid named Albert Einstein. That was his Albert name. Einstein. That's Brooks's birth name. He changed it at the start of his career because of the other guy named Albert Einstein. I asked, believe me, I asked. You did. And all I got was, ask your dad, ask your mom. Right. Nobody would tell me. His parents, Harry Einstein, a famous radio comic, and his wife, Thelma, never owned up to why they burdened their son with the name of the world's most famous scientist. I don't think they thought, oh, is he going to get in trouble in gym class? He'll live up to that. That's easy. Albert Brooks met the challenge. He became the funniest comedian of his generation, relativity speaking. He can't split the atom, but he can create energy through laughter. Brooks's originality was on display as soon as he found an audience, mostly on variety shows. I'm Dave, and I'm Danny. (laughs) Rather than tell jokes, he performed extended bits and created characters like the world's least talented ventriloquist. I'll sing a song while you have a cigarette. Great idea. What are you going to sing? One of my favorites, Swanee River. Great. (laughs) No. Way down upon the Swanee River. It was like an elixir. I mean, it could make dead people laugh. It made everyone laugh. So I kept getting jobs because of it. Here is comedian Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks? Our friend, Albert Brooks. Sir, Albert Brooks! I think he's the funniest man in the world, Albert Brooks. As Brooks kept working, Reiner kept pestering with a request. Let me make a movie about your life. I've always looked up to you because to me, there was nobody that did, did what you could do. Reiner's documentary, Defending My Life, is currently streaming on Max. Why did you make this uh, doc now? Because he wouldn't do it when I wanted to do it. What was the reason you, at this time, said that you finally said you would do it? There's a lot of young people who, if they know me at all, they know me as a fish. There's a mollusk, see, and and he walks up to a seat. Well, he doesn't walk up. Brooks voices Marlin in Finding Nemo. I mixed up. There was a mollusk. You just would like to say, you know, there's more to it. Right. <laughs> and you can't yourself on a street corner because that's mental illness. Yes, you could try. Wait a minute, I'm not just a fish. Do you know that in 1975, look, I got it, my car's here. I, can't. <laughs> I knew all the things that Albert 
had done. I knew how brilliant he was. I wanted them to know. There's a lot to know. In 1971, Brooks wrote a piece for Esquire magazine about the Albert Brooks famous school for comedians. It didn't exist. Some didn't get the joke. You How know, many applicants did you get? 2,000. <laughs> I had a, thought it was a real thing. I had a two-page talent test, the silliest test you ever saw. Now, he won't lie to A you. year or so later came a short film about the non-existent school, a pioneering example of the mockumentary. The pie here is funnier than if it landed in Area 3. But funnier still, and I think you'll see why, would be to make direct contact with the nose. That was funny. Then came what might have been his big break. In 1974, Lorne Michaels was preparing a sketch comedy show for NBC. It became Saturday Night Live. He asked Brooks to be the permanent host. Brooks turned him down. Can you imagine... 50 years you're doing that? <laughs> yeah. 50 yeah. years you're saying, that's yeah. Albert Brooks. Right. Good, good evening. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he made short films for SNL's first season, which led to his true calling, writing, directing, and starring in some of the funniest and most deliberately uncomfortable movies of their time. Modern Romance, Lost in America, Defending Your Life, and the semi-autobiographical Mother, with Debbie Reynolds as the title character. Mother, the ice cream is colorless. Look under the protective ice. The protective ice? You've actually named the clear hard crap that sits on the top? Ten seconds. All of this in addition to his work as an actor. This is more than Nixon ever sweated. Most memorably, schwitzing his way to screen immortality in broadcast news. Just how noticeable is this? Huh? I think Albert Brooks is the Marx Brothers meet Richard Pryor. But that's the greatest thing I ever heard. <laughs> well, good. That's because a... that's four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, Here we go. Look at this. Albert Brooks. Back at their old high school, the two old pals find themselves on the wall of fame. Look, see, there's me right there's there. You. There's me. Friends still making each other laugh, though don't expect a duet. Oh, Beverly, we love you, our loyalty we sing. To thee, all faith, all honor, our praises we sing. Our custom traditions bring glory to thee. We love you, Beverly. Then, 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 then there's the end. We need help. <laughs> hey, Los Angeles. Are you looking for unique 4th of July plans for you and your friends or family? L.A.'s greatest rivalry returns to Rose Bowl Stadium for a July 4th edition of the El Trafico soccer matchup as the L.A. Galaxy return to their original home to defend their turf against LAFC. Last year, a record crowd of over 82,000 fans were on hand to witness the Galaxy victory. That's July 4th at Rose Bowl Stadium. Guaranteed fireworks both on and off the field and a celebration for all of L.A. LA Galaxy versus LAFC, the Rose Bowl edition. Tickets at lagalaxy.com slash tickets. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. 
Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A silent night is tragically rare in parts of the Middle East this holiday season. MTS Tayyab is in the town of Bethlehem. It's the nativity scene that has captured the world's attention. And Pastor Munther Isaac, a Palestinian Christian, is the man behind it. They're looking for Jesus in the same way we see on the television with when a house is bombed in Gaza, people flood to that house to find any sign of life. Baby Jesus, as if he were born in the ruins of nearby Gaza. I don't think my faith has been ever tested more than in the last two months. It feels that even God is silent. Silence at the Church of the Nativity, where by tradition, Jesus was born on this very spot. Normally, this holiest of holy sites would be packed full of tourists and Christian pilgrims. But after three months of death and destruction and shattered lives on both sides, there's no Christmas in Bethlehem. Steps away in Manger Square, there's no tree, no tourists. Few here can remember a Christmas so somber. A somberness shared by hostage families in Israel. And in Gaza, home to one of the world's oldest Christian communities. I believe God right now is under the rubble in Gaza. God is in the operation room. Uh, God is with those who are homeless, who are uh, in despair. He suffers with them. He weeps with them. Uh, this is where I think God is more profoundly experienced. Thoughts on this Christmas Eve from Jesuit priest and author, Father James Martin. In the old Charlie Brown Christmas special, Charlie Brown asks the famous question out of frustration over the commercialism he sees this time of year. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Of course, Linus, a bit of a know-it-all, does. Linus then recites the story of Jesus' birth from the Gospel of Luke. That's the meaning of Christmas for Christians. God loved us so much that he became human in the most vulnerable way possible, as an infant. Now, not everyone watching me is Christian, so let me suggest another meeting. Nothing is impossible for God. Our world today, broken by war and violence, by division and polarization, by poverty and loneliness, can seem hopeless. We have to remember that Jesus entered just such a world, and after his birth, Mary and Joseph and Jesus even became refugees, being forced to flee into Egypt. So Jesus knew and understood suffering. But Christmas tells us that suffering is never the last word, that despair is not helpful, and that we can always work to make the world a better place, no matter what. Linus knew that. I hope you do too. Merry Christmas. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thank you for listening. Please join us when our trumpet sounds again next Sunday morning. Do you want to come cook with us? Vamos! Let's get cooking! Your preschooler can swing into action with Dora and Boots for a musical adventure in her brand new podcast. Recipe for adventure! It's Dora's recipe for adventure, and she's cooking up special treats with all her friends and family. We've got everyone's favorite dishes. Empanada! Paleta! We're cooking up a family adventure, and Dora has the perfect recipe. Listen to Dora's recipe for adventure wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.